Ian Rappaport's appearance today is brought to you by Wall Hour Paint and Design, Benjamin Moore's largest paint dealer in Westchester, Putnam, and Rockland County. You see him on Twitter. You see him on the NFL Network. Sometimes when he doesn't even know he's on, and that is Ian Rappaport. Ian, Joe, and Evan, how are you? <laughs> Ian, how are you? Uh, I'm better than I was in that in that clip. I've gone viral a couple times and for very weird and stupid reasons, but that was definitely the stupidest. But I'm okay. <laughs> that was tremendous. Uh, first about last night. Your biggest takeaway, because to me, Joe and I would talk about it, it's, it was just to rip Bill O'Brien a little bit. You know, Bill O'Brien, the GM, Bill O'Brien, the coach. I didn't love him not okay. going for it on fourth and five early. To you, your biggest takeaway from last night's 31-20 chief victory was what? Um, I would, well, I'll give you two, which is a little bit cheating, but I'll give you two. One, you, know, you always wonder, what can someone teach the MVP, right? Like, what can, what can someone, not the MVP, but someone who's been an MVP, like, what, right. what could you tell Patrick Mahomes, and he got rid of the ball so fast last night, it was clear that was a focus for the Chiefs. I mean, he was under two and a half seconds, it seemed like, on most of his throws. He barely got hit, uh, except for, I think, one sack maybe, but really very, very little. Um, I was impressed with kind of that tweak and how quickly he unloaded things and how fast-moving that Chiefs offense was. The other thing was they were so physical up front. Like, I was not ready for that. You know, and I know Jets fans hate – I'm sure Coletio Semele. Oh my he god, he was great last night. <laughs> oh, of course, he really was. Uh, well, well I mean, of, course. of course, obviously, right? Um, you know, he was uh, John Hannell. He was John Hannell. John Hannah came to mind last night, Ian. You know what I mean? I mean, I. It seriously is true, though. Like that's what I think. That's what Jets fans were probably thinking they were going to be getting. Um, but anyway, they were so physical, and Clyde Edwards-Helaire was was really good. I mean, it looked like Kareem Hunt back when he played. Uh, for Kansas City, just little and shifty and fast. Um, that was kind of a that was a fun team to watch. What was your thoughts on Andy Reid? Did, did he have money on the over? I mean, what what was the reason Andy Reid kicked the field goal there at the end of that game? Can you tell me that? Um, you know, I I don't know what was the line there. Was it the, right? The at over it? under was fifty three and a half. Huh. I have no comment on whether or not he had. No. Um, I, you know, I. I don't know. I'll tell you what I have a bigger problem with. Um, yeah. I have a bigger problem with, you know, the, the Texans attempt at an onside kick there and obviously didn't get it. That would have been a fantastic situation for the fourth and 15 the play, and 15. you know, that they've talked about, right? Like, yeah. you knew he wasn't going to get the onside. You knew they weren't going to get the onside kick. Fourth and 15, you tell me you're going to put Deshaun Watson back there, fourth and 15, and he's got a you know, 8% chance of getting it, like, okay. But, but you go back to what it used to be with the onside kick. How about we do that? I mean, I mean, really, I, I, give me a break. Let's go nah, back to what it was. Never going back. Never going which back. Which is absurd. It's absurd. You know what, though? Like, can, let me throw this at you, because you're also a baseball fan, and maybe this is yeah. going to backfire, backfire on me for bringing this up, but I agree. If the, if the question is, and I think even Joe would agree, would it be more exciting, would it be more exciting if they had a chance on a 4th and 15 as opposed to an onside kick, we'd all say, yeah, it's more exciting. But just because something's more exciting doesn't make it right. They are tweaking baseball where there are things yeah. that, oh, there's a runner on second yep. base. Isn't that more exciting? It may be more exciting, but I don't like it. You know I don't know how you feel about it. So I think that the answer of wouldn't that have been more intriguing to watch, yeah, but that shouldn't always be the answer with rule changes. You know what I'm saying? And, and let me say yeah, this too, Ian. Let me just say this too. Fourth and fifteen is not enough. If you're going to do that, you know, fourth and fifteen is is doable. How about making it a fourth and twenty-five? You know what I'm saying? I think you got to make it a little a little more than fourth and fifteen if you're going to go into that direction. 
I think statistically fourth and 15 is, is I think the reason they settled on that is that was the exact percentage of success rate as you would have had for an onside kick back when they used to do onside kicks mm. like it was a real thing. Um, fourth and 25 to me seems too hard. So, you know, I, I don't know. I, I think one thing that's happening is as attentions get elsewhere and people, you know, it's hard to keep someone in their seats for three hours. It's hard. I mean, for baseball, it's three and a half hours or whatever it is. Like, everyone's grabbing for attention. I think at some point the traditionalists could kind of push down and people go, you know what, if it's fun, maybe we'll do it. The baseball thing, you know, I I don't love it. Of course, I also don't love the designated hitter, but what do I know? <laughs> no, I'm um, with you. <laughs> it's, I think it's ridiculous. Like, uh, whatever. That, that's a whole right, other right. conversation. But um, in this COVID-19 world where everything is messed up and I'm literally just happy to be able to watch my terrible baseball team on a <laughs> nightly basis, like, it's fine. This whole year is weird. Right. If something right. else weird in baseball, it's whatever. It's fine. I will watch it. Yeah. No, I, I just, I think sometimes, because, you know, I even heard Al Michael say on the broadcast last night, you know, at first I didn't like it, but it's kind of cool. Like, yeah, it would be cool. Would it have been more interesting last night? But I also, like, don't, I don't think it's fair. If you're down by a lot, you're down by a lot. It shouldn't be easier right. for you right. to come back into it. But whatever, at least we have a year of it not happening. I'm curious about a couple of guys that are banged up. Miles Sanders with the Eagles. It sounds like he's going to play, but what? how prominent will his role be from what you're hearing on Sunday against Washington? Yeah, I mean, I haven't heard definitive, definitively that he's going to play. It's looking good. And this is kind of what happens now is you get to Friday practice, you get to see, all right, the guy's out there. All right, he's got a good chance. And you see Saturday, you know, is he sore? I mean, that's what's sort of going on now in these NFL buildings. Um, I don't think it's going to be... 20 to 25 carries. Like, if he's your fantasy guy, it would make me a little nervous. Um, I also think that, you know, everybody can sort of say what they want. There's definitely caution because Washington is not good, <laughs> right? Like, I don't think they're going to – I mean, they're not going to – they're going to try to win, obviously, but I'm not sure it's going to be played like the Super Bowl. Like, for instance, Lane Johnson's banged up, had ankle surgery a couple weeks ago. I think he's going to be fine, and he would play if this was the Super Bowl – is he going to be out there on Saturday? Like, he is really questionable. So I think you'll get some of those decisions just kind of based on who the opponent is. Mm. Now, your thoughts on the Patriots going into this season. What do, you, what do you think about them without Brady? I will never, ever, 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 ever rule out the Patriots ever. Um, we've done this a million times where people say, oh, you know, this is the year that whatever. This is the year the Patriots don't win it. This is This year it's been – this is the Bills year, right? The Bills are the hot team, and I do really like them. I think the defense is nasty. I think Josh Allen's going to take a little bit of a step forward. Um, there's good things happening in Buffalo. To me, though, the Patriots literally have to lose and finish in second place in the division and the end of the year after Week 17 for me to say that they're not winning the division. I agree. That's it. Like, I just, I'm with you. I, Cam Newton sounds like he's looked okay in camp, probably not as great as – He's used to, but good enough. I mean, Brady didn't look quite look like himself last year either, and they still were a pretty good team. Like, to me, this still is probably a 10-win Patriots team, and until they actually lose the division, I'm going to really think they're going to be fine. I'm 100% with you on that. I'd, I'd almost be you know, very surprised if they don't win this division. The, the team they're facing, 
I think we're all kind of watching to see, all right, when does Tua play? Because eventually he's going to play. What's your sense for how quickly it's going to be before we see Tua uh, at, at quarterback for this team? Um, I would say the hope is that he doesn't play. You know, best-case scenario, the Dolphins are good enough where they just he just doesn't play. Health-wise, he's okay. You know, it's just moving fast for everyone, every rookie right now. He didn't get enough reps. So I don't think it's going to be early in the season. Um, and I'm not sure it's going to be a situation where it's like, you know, if they're 0-4, does it make sense to throw them in there and just get beat up? Like, I don't know either. So to me, probably it's going to be something, if he's going to take over for the starter as starter, it's going to be like late in the season when, all right, here we're giving him a month to prepare for the following year. Do you know what I mean? Like, I don't yeah. think he's going to be called on to be the savior because Fitz is never going to be just bad. He's either going to be good or he's going to be mediocre. He's never going to be bad. So I'm not sure you're going to get that window to bring on Tua and save the day. Whereas, like, for, for, for the Chargers, that might happen with Herbert. He might be called on to rescue things. What do you think of Phillip Rivers in Indy? What do you think the Colts are going to be with him? I think as it's the best offensive line he's ever had by a million like this is when i talked to people close to him in you know let's say january when he knew he was gone all he talked about was i gotta find the best offensive line the colts are the perfect place um skill wise i'm not sure they have great great weapons defense is going to be feisty i have some major questions on rivers to me last year wasn't good i mean he just didn't didn't play well he pressed he made bad decisions the arm looked fine but not great um, he just, it looked like he was trying too hard all the time. I mean, so, and then, you know, obviously they chose him over, over Cam, over Brady, over Foles. I mean, over everyone, Chris Ballard has done a great job. Um, I probably have more questions about Rivers, I would say, than any other quarterback who changed teams this year. Why did the Chicago Bears make a move for Nick Foles to stick with Mitchell Trubisky? I mean, going into training camp, I would have said there's a very good chance that Nick Foles wins the job. Because otherwise, like, what are you doing, right? Why right. do you trade for him? Right. Why do you, you work out a new contract? What they say, and, you know, unfortunately this year I couldn't get out to see it myself. We couldn't see it in the preseason games. But based on the product on the field during training camp, it sounds like Trubisky actually won the job. Which, on one hand, is good. Because... You know, if this, if he gets pushed and gets better and becomes the franchise quarterback, that's great. Then who cares about whatever you traded for Nick Foles? Um, the problem I would have is if Foles is not good enough to win the job. You know, yeah. like, yeah. you know, that would be because Foles has he's had some moments. I mean, he has had some amazing moments, and then he's had some times like last year, for instance, late on you know on the field in Jacksonville where he wasn't very good. So I just don't know if it's a reflection on whatever product Foles put on the field or Trubisky. I mean, they say Trubisky has improved. I will, I look forward to seeing that with my own eyes on Sunday. I am very fascinated by that one. Talking to uh, Ian Rappaport, of course, football with him. So do you give the Jets six wins? What do you think? 0-4 start, maybe they win six. What do you think? Uh, I would say over. I mean, last year they over. won. Over? I would wow. say over. You know, I mean, last year they were less talented. And, you know, 
got not a lot of Darnold, but then when they got out there, they started winning games at the end. I don't know how, but they did. Can I ask a dumb question of you, Ian? I hate to be, I hate to be, because you know I'm a 55 year Jet fan. How would they? You said what did they say? More? You said they were less talented last year. They don't have Jamal Adams anymore. They don't have Robbie Anderson anymore. How are they less talented? How are they less? How are they more talented than they were? I don't get it. That's two of their best players that aren't there. That's true. Um, they should have a much better offensive line. I would say that's one. They should have a tight end who is, I think, going to be really, really good. If he stays I mean, healthy. He if, if he stays healthy. If he stays healthy, yes. Um, but, I mean, last year was just, you know, nothing. Um, no Jamal Adams. That hurts. I would say that it, that is definitely a fact. Um, and I think Darnold's going to be better. Um, and, look, I mean, I think early in the season – Early in the season, Le'Veon is going to be, it sounds like he is in good shape and ready. I don't know what he's actually going to be or how, you know, what the consistency is going to be like, um, but I really think he is in a better place as well. And look, last year they weren't good, and they still won a bunch of games at the end of the season. So that at least bodes well for something, right? Mm. I hope so. <laughs> I don't know. For something. I know Whatever you do. that something might be. Uh... Uh, who has a better – real quick, because we know you got to run. Who has a better chance to make the playoffs, the New York Mets or the New York Jets? <laughs> I'm going to cross my fingers and say it's the Mets. Yeah, got okay. to get on a little run here. Yes. Uh, yeah, I, yes. I, think, I think the Giants probably have a better chance than all of them. Um, but maybe the Mets. That would, make, that would make me happy. That would be – of all the things I could ask for, that's just a small thing that I would like to have. You know? I understand. I get it. Ian, we appreciate it. Good talking to you. Don't worry. That 10-game awesome. winning streak's just a moment away, Ian. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sure it is. Thanks, guys. Take care. Thank See you, man. Ian Rappaport. That's actually a good question. Now I'm thinking about it. Who has a better the chance? He, he said the Giants more than anybody. I, I, I don't know if I agree with that. Yeah. Because I, I look at the Giants and Jets very similarly in terms of how many wins they're going to have this year. I think they're both six-win teams. That's the way yeah. I feel about them. That, and, and I think the challenge of a brand-new head coach and a brand-new coaching staff entirely on a year like this, it cannot be easy. I mean, it's it, we talk about the issues on the offensive line, and both teams are dealing with new offensive lines in general. How about the the Giants have a whole new coaching staff? Yeah, no. And no. you could talk about all the Zoom meetings you want; it ain't the same. So, I don't know. I don't want to be that negative on the first football Friday of the season, but right now, and I, I tweeted out my predictions last night for those that care. I think they're both six win teams. That's my well, I'm very for positive. Both these teams. I'm very positive with the Jets right at this moment. <laughs> <laughs> Positive about what? Right. Oh, and four start. No, no Denzel go. Mims, right? He's not playing. How many? Brian's not playing. Yeah, How many is, wins? Avery's out. I mean, I know. come on. As we sit here right now, and I guess I could ask you this Marcus Monday. May's banged up. Yeah, he oh. may not play. How, oh. many wins, how many wins do the Giants have this year? I'm going to say they both win six. So you're with me on that. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I am. The football season is here, and you can track the latest news, odds, and information at betonline.net. And while stadiums won't be full, game action will be loaded. Which players will step up to lead their team? Is there still a home field advantage? Will offense or defense dominate these early weeks of the season? Follow along at betonline.net as the top teams in football begin their journey to Tampa. Available online or your mobile device. Check out the site today. Bring the game home at betonline.net.